gotta know what your what your love is and what it will turn into. Mm-hmm. Another here's another track, y'all. And then one of my personal favorites. Featuring Miss Ari Lennox, Shea Butter Baby herself. Yes. Who is Snap? She's looking great. I love it. I think some people get scared when, you know, when you're a little thicker and you start losing the weight. Oh, you want to get super skinny and be superficial, but it's not that. I think she, you know, she's taking care of it because she's in a healthier place. Sorry, <laughs> y'all. We, we didn't talk over the song. Y'all got to hear it again. Let's just try that again. Such a sexy song. I, I mean, that's, <laughs> you already know that's my personal favorite on this project. Um, it is. I mean, Ari Lennox, like you said, Shea Butter Baby. Like when you hear her, it's literally her voice is exactly the, that concept: Shea Butter, softness, moisturize, sensual, but not overly aggressive. Right. Like, but Ari does that. She, that lane. Anything she does, whether she's featured, like even when she was featured on Jasmine Sullivan, it's like nasty as hell. But the song and the concept of it was very raunchy. But her delivery when she does these things, it again, it's a very classic, sultry, sensual. Right. Um, and it doesn't have to be like, put a pussy in your face. Like it's not. No, but I feel you know, I know where you're going, but I know what you mean. I do feel like it gives you an opportunity to feel okay with your sexuality. Yes. Without, like you said, without feeling like it has to be so aggressive and in your face. Like Ari knows how to play with the ideas that us on the ground level, like, we, we all feel that way. Like, when it comes to this song, in particular with Lucky Day, so now it seems like they're kind of flipping the narrative where it's more they're playing with the idea of feeling insecure, but also, I know myself. I love myself. I don't have to give you access to who I am and, and what I bring to the table. If You know, I know I'm of quality. <laughs> yeah, but I think, again, going with the flow of how the the EP is flowing. Yes. This is like the first steps of them trying to get back to that space for each other. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's understanding that, the, okay, we are obviously two very different people. How do we embrace that? Mm-hmm. Our individuality. So I'm not giving you access to certain things. Like right. we, have to, we have to... Establish boundaries? Yes. But also give ourselves that time to forgive. Okay. Um... Yeah, it's like when Ari says love scares your mind. No wonder why you keep your time. You lust, you wait, no rush, I guess. So basically you admit that you rushed into this based off of a very superficial thing. Right. And now that you've gotten yourself to this hard place where you actually do give a fuck about this person and want to be with them, you're realizing that your actions really were because you were scared. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Now I'm triggering myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look. Okay, let's. Here's another idea. Okay, let's think of these songs because as as we're talking about it, we're talking about one cohesive story. Yes. What if all these tra- okay all these tracks are separate stories because they are separate artists? Mm-hmm. A little spillage there. <laughs> you know, no, Lord. I know you had a hole in your nose, but I didn't Ooh, know you had one shut in your mouth. Up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like, okay, so think of it as a separate story alone. What I'm thinking of in this kind of thing, because it, it also plays back into the conversation we had earlier about playing games. 
So it seems like it's like, I like you. We both like you. We're vibing. This is good. Mm-hmm. But now, because you didn't been through all these other situations and all these other songs, so you like, now this, are like... to start over. Right. It's like, access denied because I don't know what kind of game you're playing. Like, I've been through that already. We, I didn't got hurt. So it's like, yeah, we vibing. Yeah, we're a good match. But because I haven't dealt with whatever I was going through before... Mm, okay. It's like, I can't go all the way with you. So, yes, like what you were saying, establish a boundary so we know what it is that, how far we're willing to go. Okay, so it's like each track is a different relationship. Yeah, experience. it could be. But I do like, I also still like the idea that it being one cohesive story because of the fact that these things you can go through in one relationship. It doesn't always have to be separate experiences. But piggybacking off what you're saying there, this particular track could be a new, a new experience starting. Mm-hmm. And the reason I said each track is a different experience because maybe it took him three different relationships to understand the role that he played. True. Because the track before this, he blatantly says, I understand why we got to this point. It was me. I'm a, I'm a jackass. It was me. <laughs> and now you're in your point where you like somebody else, you, you're vibing with somebody else, but you're like, let's take this slow. The last one, I rushed it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't clear about what I wanted. And then the one right after that, when I thought it wasn't, it wasn't me, it had nothing to do with me. I was the one playing games now. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, fuck it. I'm not dealing with it. Then you get into another one. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I really like you. We really like each other. Mm-hmm. But you still fucking up shit. You this know, is this is not going to work. You know what it's starting to sound like to me? Just a little bit, you know, as much as we like entertainment. It's starting to sound a little insecure-ish. Um, sound like Issa. Sounds like... Issa and Lawrence. Yeah. Issa and, and Daniel. And Daniel. Oof. Um, Issa and <laughs> Lift Bay. Well, yeah. What was his name though? We know his his real name. Yeah. But what is what was his character? I don't know because at some point, time Kendrick. I, Kendrick. Let's just say I started Samson. calling the nigga Chauncey right. because I don't know. I don't know. You know me. I rena- I rena- You know what? Again, that's off topic. That's <laughs> it's conversation for another day because Lord knows we can go down that rabbit hole. Let's let's play the next track, which I would like to point out. It is both on Table for Two for Lucky Day, and it's also on Queen Nyjah Misunderstood. This is Dream. So that is Dream. Now it's a little different than the content we've been kind of talking about. Like, you know, most of these songs have talked about like, negative sides of relationships. And then Access Denied gave us the, the teeter-totter. Like, it was talking about the negatives of playing games, but also talking about how I'm really feeling you. And now Dream kind of plays into that. Dream is like, okay, now that we've gotten all the other shit out the way. <laughs> Again, the elevation, uh, this is why it can go one or two ways. It can go that these are all different scenarios in the same relationship. So it's the ebb and flow of a relationship that started off quickly or with misunderstandings. Or it could be, like we said previously, the first three songs were maybe one person or three different situations with three different people. And now he's grown from these experiences. Yes. And I think it's, it's unusual to see the same song on two different projects. Yes. And I like the fact that neither one of them had the ego to be like, oh, it can only be on mine. Right. Um, and again, this is not a full-length project. This is an EP. Right. Based off the length 
of the tracks, like the, right. the, the track list, is it? Yeah, the track yeah, list. Because I, I definitely think with the, the track, the amount of tracks that's on this project as well, because of the fact you can tell he didn't want to stretch too far in the concept. Because I'm pretty sure he could have worked with many other women artists. Oh yeah, there's plenty of them out there. But he was like, this right here, this specific niche are the ones right now everyone either is listening to or needs to listen to. But this is the caliber in which he's saying, again, he doesn't think that R&B, in the treatment he gave Apple Music, that R&B didn't die. But it needs to give these women their dues because they are saying something, they're doing something, and they're tapping into a side of R&B that um, is bringing back that emotion. Mm -hmm. And no offense, because you do have artists like Trey Songz, who is, in my opinion, linear. I mean, I mean, grown man R&B. Grown R&B, as you want to call it. Okay. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you have it. Um but I think that this, again, taps into a different side and a different sound, something that can be played repetitively yeah. that evokes multiple levels of emotion mm -hmm. and creates scenarios and syn syndromes, scenarios in your head that allow you to relate to it versus somebody being like, I'm blowing you back out on a regular basis. Okay, well, you know, not all Trey Song's little content is that vulgar, but I get what you His mean. tagline is, Mr. Still Your Girl. <sighs> he was young. Okay. And um, and as we all know, a word I won't say right now. But um, back on topic. <laughs> for Dream, I do feel like, like you were saying, having that mutual respect for an artist and sharing the track on both of your projects, I think that's an amazing thing to do. I think not a lot of people do get that opportunity. Um, and like you were saying, and one thing I think about from my childhood experience, if you do think about it from the early 2000s up until a certain point, it was only women in R&B. We only had what Miguel. I mean, okay, before well, Miguel, we had Bobby Valentino, but then he dropped off. That, that didn't last long. We had Jaheim. That didn't off, last long. Tank in and out. Yeah, no. So we all so that makes sense why Chris Brown was the most popular R and B artist for such a long time. We still time. had Usher. We did have Usher, but he was, he was also a, in the background. But he, he was, was a veteran by that time. It wasn't any new R and B yes. artists. Chris Brown. Usher is definitely from the nineties all the way through. Because I was going to say, we had Tyrese in the early 2000s, but that was late 90s into the early 2000s. Exactly. Again, still a veteran. And then by time Chris really came around, that's when you got the transfer. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, because Chris was the only one coming up, and then behind that was Trey Songz. So that's like, it, that's why when you were mentioning Trey Songz, like, I was like, well, I mean, it does make sense. We didn't have anyone else. No one else was stepping up to be an R&B star. So it was like all the women had the R&B game wrapped up. Mary J. Blige, Keisha Cole, LaShanti. Like, it was so many different women artists that were coming out consistently. Beyonce was still coming up at that time, you know, mm -hmm. in our childhood. Who else? There was a lot of more, a lot more women doing R&B than I remember. So that's why now I get excited because it's like, it's a mutual thing. Like, it's cool now. It's everyone, like, kind of finding R&B elements, even in hip-hop. Okay. Because I was going to say, I was like, for me, the, the women that you mentioned, it was a very specific era and a very specific sale. Like, this is what I'm... This, I think of like classic R&B, like R&B and soul that our mothers and fathers listen to. Something that okay. I feel a little bit is a little less timeless. Um, I mean, more timeless. It's more timeless. Yeah. Would that be it? I don't know. It's timeless. Nonetheless, y'all know what the fuck I mean. Um, again, when you have, we all have admitted, we have eras of Beyonce where it's literally just good in that era. And then you have it where, you know, she has her classics mm -hmm. that... Are going to continue to live. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the Shanti. Very hip hop R&B influence. But again, she had an era, and then that was kind of it. Keisha Cole, same thing. So not knocking them. 
<laughs> but I'm not knocking, but it's a very specific sound Sounds. where this is a timeless classic. I know exactly what you mean because it. This is going to age right. There were more, but there were also more artists who felt comfortable with being in that niche. Instead of them trying to explore so much, they were yes. just like, this is my sound. Yes. This is what I do. I'm going to keep going doing this. I definitely will say out of all those examples you gave, Keisha Cole's the only one that stuck with that. And she's okay with that. She's like, this is what I make. This is the stories that I want to tell. I mean, it works for her. And it does work for her. I mean, but if you think about it within the ghetto R&B realm, she is the queen of that. Yeah. Because who else? I mean, no one else is really reaching to do that anymore, to be honest. I would say Mary, but no, Mary wouldn't be considered ghetto. Well, she was for a while. In the beginning. But now that she's crossover mainstream, she's acting and doing all these different things. I think now she's trying to polish herself a little more where it's like, yeah, I could be the queen of hip hop and R&B, but I also want to do other things. I mean, but Mary in that quote unquote ghetto R&B hip hop phase produced classics. True. Um, and a lot of so Keisha's first project not some they had some but like you said that was in the, the ghetto R&B phase and then that was I think it was the second project where she was a little softer yes and that's where people resonated with her a lot more it was like okay we still can relate to this pain and relationships but now we can receive it better yeah because I think that's when you got sent from heaven and things like that mm-hmm. which all was, her classics are on that album that, uh, just like you album, yeah that project from front to from top to bottom it's amazing yes. um and the first project, I do agree with you mean where it came off a little hard, but that's also because she was coming she was coming straight from the streets at that time. Like, it wasn't like she was, okay, I've been in the industry, I've been around, I know now certain things I got to do in order for me to fit into this game. To see the level of success that I want. She didn't change who she was, because she was very no. honest about it always. In hair colors, hair lanes, hair styles. Family she, dynamics, all of it. All of it. She but accepted she, whatever her reality was. And I, she, that's what I think we all liked about Keisha Cole. Like, she was just like, it's okay to be okay with where you're from. It's okay to be you, like, but she did polish up her image and then change how she was relaying the stories. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was a long comparison. Yes, yes. Sorry, that was very off track, y'all. But you get what we're trying to. But trying no, to get it to. was on track. It was it was showing the the dichotomy of how it has shifted in the sound that he's creating now versus right. what was available then for women of R and B. Yes, and the fact that the the voices that he's featuring are soulful and they match him. So they're not fighting for the track. They right. they complement each other and they flow well. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go to... We're on our last track. The last track, and that's called Falling in Love. Falling in Love. And, and, there's, and there's a reason why we brought up the, the Keisha Cole note you'll see in a second. Yeah. Okay, so remember when we said we mentioned Keisha Cole, right? So me, me and me and uh, music were listening to, it and we're like, something about this sounds real familiar. Is it just me? I was like, that, that was not me, right? No, and the thing about it is, we listen to so much music that it's hard to pinpoint where we have heard the sound. You heard it in a Keisha Cole song. Yes. And I heard it from the actual original version where Keisha Cole got it from. <laughs> so we still connected the dots, but <laughs> it was funny how we came up with it in the end. Like, so let's play let's play a snippet of the Keisha Cole song, Play Your Cards Right. Okay, hold on, let me see. Yeah, give, us a, give us a second, y'all, yeah, while no, we work on we the wasn't tweets. thinking. Yeah, no, 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 it's okay. It's all good. It's all oh, good. See, I told you, I don't be listening to her like that. 
But look, I mean, it's no shade, no shade at all. You know, Keisha, like I said, Keisha Cole was the queen in two thousand. Seymour Keisha, okay. Keisha. Oh, she has newer stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if you want to. I'm not that. doing that. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Oh, play it. Play your cards right. Okay, let's see. So, that is Remin. Well, that is literally the melody played in the Lucky Day song "Falling in Love." I mean, speculating Specu- okay. because you know, like, remember we were saying we were allegedly at, like it's not credited to either her or the original song that Keisha used. So it's like it's eh, inspired, right? It's not. It's, I don't think it's long enough that they can call it a sample. But it's definitely inspiring. And I was like, mm, that melody sounds mighty similar. And then now, Skylar, you play your, what was it, Alicia Myers? Alicia. Alicia Myers. Alicia. And then that's the song, If You Play Your Cards Right. Yes, which which is um, an old school song. Like, I think my mother, I think I'm a, I think my mother, is this it? Okay, this is it. Maybe. So that's just again a small little sample of it, but that's melodically similar. Yes. To the melody that he uses in that song. Yes. Um. Now this might happen a lot with us because we have a tendency to analyze things kind of different from the average music listener. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's interesting how him creating a project that I consider to be a classic R and B project is now dabbing into what is considered classic R&B. Right. Creating a sound that's familiar, yet it modernizes it so that our generation of people who listen to us and to listen to his music, it sounds and feels familiar, but you're not quite sure why. Right. Um, And certain, I mean, we could say this for any song that's been considered like an old school jam that they feel familiar. You set a tone when you hear these things. So when you hear the sample or you hear something that's melodically similar, you essentially just recreate that feeling, but in a newer generation. Very true. I mean, another Keisha Cole example, Let It Go. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, that's a great example. And it's a, But that's also the, the power behind that song is that even though it does have a sample, you still grew to it because of what the song was anyways. Even if, it, if, you, if she didn't have that sample, that song still had a vibe that you can, you know, when I hear it, at least I get like, oh, I want to go dancing. I want to well, go Missy, skating. I well, wanna... Missy Elliott's behind that, that she creates that. Yes, that she knows how to make it atmosphere. And, she, and her and Timberland are very good at utilizing classic samples and giving them new relevant feels. Right. Now, which, back on topic, getting into the song Following Love. So Following Love with Joyce, what's her name? Last name? Right. Joyce Wright. Right. Rice. Rice. Don't see. Now, here you go. This is where you get. Leave us Joyce Rice. You are correct. Okay. Rice with a W, so that's why I said right. Okay. <laughs> and so, okay, so here's like the lyrical content. Don't waste my time. Don't go blowing up my line. If this ain't real, then baby, I'm cool. I've seen it one too many times. I know how to read the sign. So if you're lying, I know the truth. I need to remind you. So this is her. This is both of them. They're going back and forth. No, but what you just read, is that her verse? 
is her verse, correct. But, you know, he's jumping in and out of the lyrics. But, like, the, the lyrical content basically is just, at this point, look, we didn't gone through all the stages of love. We have been through so much. And now I'm really taking the jump and the risk with you to fall for you. But don't play with me because I know all your little tricks up to this point. So now this is, hearing that makes me feel like it is one cohesive story. It's one person you're going through all this different shit with. And now you in the end, and it's like, now I trust you. I'm, or I'm going to choosing to trust we worked you. Through it. We but I'm also letting you know, don't be on that bullshit. Uh, yeah. But it also could be someone completely different because he's just like, I can see where this is going by maybe some of the ways that she's acting. But he's he's saying it from the gate, like, I'm not doing this. Been there, done that. Um, hmm. I'm just, I'm going based off of what, uh, what you were saying about girl, don't. Don't you know? I've been here before. Don't go blowing up my line. Don't, don't put the pressure on. Right. Because I'm, I'm naturally falling for you. So let's not fuck this up. Right. Don't make me dislike you just because you're needy. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Is that what he's getting at? <laughs> Pretty much. But I can see why it's the same consistent relationship. Yes. Because it goes, oh, nobody comes before you. There's no way that you'll need more. I'm willing to give you all of me. I don't want to stay somewhere that I'm not wanted. You can't say I didn't want you now. Mm. Can you give me loving that I need? So this is the same relationship. Yeah. It's the same relationship. So he's telling a story of a modern day relationship that seemingly starts with technology. Um, a lot of miscommunication, a lot of fucking with each other's brains. Right. Like a we have of- direct access to one another, but we really don't. Well, yeah, but I think that's... The other aspect is like you constantly, we live in an era where you constantly have access to people and boundaries mm. or the lack of nosiness that you're allowed to be involved with kind of like scares you. I don't know your every move. I, why do I not? You said you like me. Um, you're not, you're, you're not posting things. You're not saying certain, you're not, te- you left me on red. It's like, uh. <laughs> All these subject matters in this one project leading up to, all right, let's be in love. And I think I, I like the arrangement that he told the story because he easily could have started with falling in love. He could have started with it being a great story and then, and then turning it into something. Which would have been a typical approach. Right. But I like that he started off with the problems. <laughs> he did. <laughs> started off with some bullshit. But also showing you that if it's something that you really want and you feel like it's worth it, you have to work through your kinks because it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. You could they they could have they wanted to walk away, but decided that it was worth them actually really trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it's like, yo, okay, look, we done got over this. Hump. I, I'm riding with you. What you doing? Don't you? Are we okay? Just want to make sure we're on the same page now. Um, because again, I think it was a song with Mahalia. My window. Where it was, where she was basically saying, this is the love you want. Like, we're not getting what we need out of this. And he references that again in the ending track, Falling in Love. It's like, okay, I'm, we're giving you what you want. Don't, let's not mess this up. Right. You know, we said this is how we wanted to do this. Now, we good? I mean, table for two. That's but where th- we at. I think that's how a lot of these newer relationships function though oh god no it's table for everyone at that point but well <laughs> i think that's why he's focusing on leaving everyone else which i did also like about the project he didn't talk about other people he just talked about our dynamic me and you you know what i mean like it wasn't a oh everyone's saying this and 
you doing this with your girls and I'm doing this with my boys. It's like, no, we doing this to each other. Mm-hmm. No one else is to blame. Let's either figure out to be together or to not be together. Yeah. So I like that. I like how intimate he he made the the concept. He made you accountable. He made you sit down and listen to a project where you have to hold two people accountable. It's not one person. It's him and her or whatever your dynamic is with your significant other or your partner and making you see like, hmm, okay. So it, it, takes, it takes two to tango. It takes two to create the problems. Period. And it takes two people to fix them. Period. So I thoroughly enjoyed this. I did too. I um, enjoyed this album review. I enjoyed this project. I definitely think it is something uh, I recommend everyone to listen to of all ages. You know, you can listen with your family, with your kids. I, I feel like it's something that the story, kind of story that we all want to be a part of. So I hope you guys take the time to listen to Lucky Day, Table for Two EP, out on all platforms. I am human. I am music. And we will see you later. Thank you. <laughs>